What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi, and I'm back with another podcast this week. Welcome back to the Rambling Mind Podcast. It's been a minute since I've been able to hop on this mic, but how are y'all doing? I hope y'all had a great weekend, and I hope y'all liked that little sports podcast edition that I did on Thursday. Like I said in that podcast, I had to go out of town for work, and I was just trying to figure out a way that I could get, still give y'all some something to listen to while you wait for the next week to roll about and we can get into more news and i hope y'all enjoyed it it was something different it was a little bit different hope y'all hope y'all found it interesting i hope y'all got something out of it for those who watch sports and those who care about sports or those who just want to be able to have a conversation with other people about different sports topics i'm i think that's something that i'm gonna try and implement or integrate into integrate is that the word to it? I don't think that's the word I want to use, but we'll use it. Integrate into this podcast. It's just so people can have somewhere they can they can come to this podcast, listen, and then take the information I give and use it as their own. You're free to use it. You ain't got to credit me or anything. Use it as their own and just in any discussion because some people would like to have those uh, cooler discussions when they're at work to just be like, yeah, this is what happened over the weekend or this and that and just talk about sports with other people. So I'm going to try and find ways to keep incorporating that into all these different discussions. But nevertheless, once again, how are y'all doing? And before we get into anything else, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to this podcast. I appreciate anyone who is sharing the podcast. And I just want to say just thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. It's been it's been nice to just uh, have a group of people that keeps coming back and people sharing the podcast and people enjoying the podcast, which just surprises me that people want to hear my lovely voice across the airways. You know, I always thought I had a nice voice, but you know, I didn't know if people like my voice like this. So I, anyway, I'm just playing. But I really appreciate everybody that shares, everybody that supports, and everybody who just uh, just lets other people know about this that we're doing over here. Um, one of the things that I've been saying is leave a review, leave, tell me how you like the podcast. Give me the five stars, five stars, five stars on iTunes and stuff like that. But I haven't been specific enough about where to leave the review. So on Spotify, you can't leave a review, but you can leave a review on Apple podcast. If you're an Apple user, or you can leave a review, <clears throat> excuse me, on Anchor. Anchor also has a review platform. So if you go to anchor.com and you search Rambling Mind, you'll find me and you can leave a review there. Um, but those are the only two platforms that I know of that you can leave a review on at this time. Spotify doesn't have that option yet. Pocket Cast doesn't have that option yet. Also, also you can leave a review on Google Podcasts as well. Um, those are the three main ones that you can leave a review for me. So give me them five stars. Give me that thumbs up. Give me some words of encouragement or feedback, whichever one, or discouragement, whichever one you feel like, or ways that I can improve this podcast, because I do want to make it better for every single person that's listening to this, so yeah, you can feel free to be able to share it with more and more and more people. I really appreciate everyone that has shared this podcast, and everyone that keeps coming back every single week to listen to this podcast that we do release every Tuesday and every Thursday. Because trying to give you guys and keep you guys up to date with some of the news. And speaking of the news, we're going to get right into it. And you know I got to give you that update on the one and only, our president of tweets, or president in tweets, or should I say commander in tweets, give you that update on the whole impeachment deal. And like I said, I really don't think Trump can help himself, or President Trump can help himself. For real, for real. I don't think the guy can restrain himself to not 
self-incriminate to a certain degree, if that makes any sense. So they've been doing the the impeachment inquiry. They've been doing their research or the House of uh, Rep- Representatives has been doing their research and doing all their um, gathering information and all that stuff. And your boy, our president comes out and says, I want to interview the whistleblower. Off bad. First of all, everybody was like, eh, does that sound bad? It's bad because that sounds like a way of, it's kind of like if, if somebody is accusing a murderer, right? And the murderer says, you know what? I want to meet my accuser. Like the murderer is not somebody they've locked up. It's like a mafia boss. So the mafia boss is like, I want to meet the accused, the person who is accusing me, the whistleblower who is saying that I did this thing. Usually, you know what you do with witnesses? You put them in witness protection. You know why? Because if anybody finds out who that witness is, guess what? They end up. And in this place, Trump is literally not even being as subtle as a mafia boss. Because usually, mafia bosses be like, yo, there's a witness. I need y'all to go handle that business. Figure out who that is and kill that guy. Mafia boss ain't coming out and saying, yo, I need to have a sit down with the guy who's accusing me. No. They ain't trying to do no one-on-one sit-downs. No, you ain't doing that. But Trump is just out here. He can't help himself. He self-incriminates a lot. He makes things a whole lot worse than they need to be. Instead of just shutting up and just sitting back and letting the thing kind of take care of business, he is on the defensive. He is ready to attack anybody that says anything one or two ways against him. He's just like just gonna fire off at you he's gonna go off at you and he's gonna come at you a hundred percent a thousand percent and now the, the situation with this case is it it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse with some of the things that they're uncovering with the subpoenas that they've issued out and with the information that they've been able to correct to collect from text messages so we got a tom brady situation on our hands he cheated in the nfl he had some text messages on his phone it got found out but the guy was fast and he was quick and deleted them text messages but nothing just just so everybody knows even if you delete something on your phone or you delete a tweet it's not actually deleted just just so you know before you go out there and put stuff on the web before you go out there and put stuff and think oh i sent it on snapchat it's deleted forever nobody has it no stop lying to yourself but anyway so yeah they found text messages emails phone calls all kinds of stuff and it, it's it's pointing out more and more to where it's not just ukraine where they're finding out where they're finding out where Trump has asked other co- other countries to help him find dirt on Biden and his son. So there's a lot more stuff he, from the reports. Is they, it sounds like he's asked Great Britain or Britain. He's asked Germany. He's asked Russia, of course, because Russia, you know, they helped him the first time. So why not? They asked Russia and there's a couple other uh, countries on the list that he has literally used for personal grain. And you're not allowed to do that as the president of a country. You can't use your platform to force other countries to bribe other countries by saying if you don't do this i'm gonna do this for do this against you not something that helps like the u.s it's like if you don't do this in order for us to have jobs in the u.s it's more if you don't investigate this guy on my behalf i'm gonna levy tariffs on you guys because you're not doing something to help my political career and that's illegal you're not allowed to use your political power you're not allowed to use your political position for personal grain gain that's illegal that's not something you're supposed to be doing that question even should not even be brought up and i really think that Trump believes that there are two different rules at play. There's the rule for the general public, and then there's the rule for those in power. And to be honest, I can't even say I blame him 
to a degree because that's what we've done in our society we've we uphold people to certain standards and we don't hold them up to the same standards that you hold to the next man next to you because he's in a certain place he's a celebrity figure like we hold these people to the standards not even to a standard we just like oh no way they did that thing is what we, we do to most people is like oh let that guy go how like you see all these people saying free this rapper or free that rapper even though the person did something wrong but we're saying free that guy because we don't hold celebrities we don't hold these public figures to the same standards that we hold to one another that if anybody that you didn't know that wasn't famous that wasn't popular did the exact same thing we will hold them to a harder standard than we would to anybody to all of these celebrities and i think that's part of the thing that's at play where trump truly believes that there's two different rules at play for the general public and then there's a second rule for him especially for him as the president he believes that none of these things should be at play at all but you know it's one of those things where if you try to deny 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 your story better line up because if you don't line up you just keep digging your grave even deeper and that's what's going on right now so we'll see how this plays out it's very important we see how this plays out like i said last time if the democrats don't handle this thing right if the house doesn't handle this thing right trump has a even even higher platform to to fight them back in this upcoming election. Very important that they handle this situation properly and they bring everything to light. And Trump should not even be consideration for the presidency anymore with all this stuff that's going on because there's too many truths that they're finding out where people should start questioning their allegiance. And we're starting to see some of that where the Republicans should start questioning their allegiance to Trump as the next person they want to support as their candidate for presidency. And we're starting starting to see a little bit of that chipping away where the once upon a time the Republicans were just going to support him. But now we're starting to see some of the Republicans kind of, whether in the House or in the Senate, kind of starting to be like, okay, this is... This is a little bit too much. Like before it was like some of the stuff that we're able to like, ah, you know, we'll sweep that under the rug. But this is, it's, it's way too much evidence. There's too much stuff against him where it's just too much of a problem. And speaking of, I mentioned how Trump was using tariffs for his benefits. So let's get right into the trade war and how the trade war is getting real. And we are going to start seeing some of the effects of the trade war. So later on this, this week, we're going to get the jobs report, the the public jobs report, which is the jobs that the government creates. We got the private sector jobs report and it came in way under expectations. The expectation was the economy to have created about, I, I believe the number was 170,000 jobs, but it came in at like 140,000 jobs was created in the month of September. So we'll see what the job report says from the, the public government created jobs and we'll see what they say about their jobs that they created so it's right now we're starting to see more and more of those trade uh the trade war getting serious and actually starting to affect things so anyway the trump administration is reportedly discussing options to limit china's access to the u.s capital market and to limit the u.s access to uh, to china's capital market now if you don't know what the capital market is that's basically the u.s's uh stock exchange market so you know the nyse all the major stock exchange markets and basically what the what this is saying is basically you're trying to cut off that money access where china isn't making money from investors in the u.s and u.s isn't necessarily trying to invest in those companies in china and trying to make those companies even bigger than they already are just a couple of stats to make you understand how big china markets i mean china companies are on the u.s stock exchange market 
as of February, 156 Chinese companies were listed on the three largest U.S. exchange uh, stock exchanges. Uh, you, that, like I said, the NYSE, I believe. I don't know the other two, but and they were worth and th- those 156 countries were worth 1.2 trillion dollars. That's a lot of money. And according uh, and that's coming according to the U.S. China Econo- Economic and Security Review Commission. And these companies include giant commerce companies such as Alibaba, Tencent, and I want to say uh, the owner of um, of TikTok, the social platform TikTok. I can't remember the name of that company that owns them right now. But these are not just like your basic everyday companies. These are major Chinese companies that have major global impact in different ways. So, and it's just trying to protect the U.S., whether for security reasons or whether it's part of, but mainly the trade war reason to make China actually feel the burn of the trade war. Now, one of the reasons they say it, like I said, the security reasons is 11 of those 156 companies are owned by by the China's government is owned by Beijing and they feel like the influence of Beijing of those companies influence the way that they try to infiltrate the US market and the way they steal from US market. In case you don't know, a lot of Chinese products steal patents from the US markets and just basically literally one for one copy those products and use in China and then try to influence the world from there. And that's something that the US has been trying to fight against. This is a this is another reason of the trade war as well. It's another reason why the trade war is going on, even though Eh, it's not fully the main reason why but that's part of it but the main part of the issue is the main part of the issue is kind of an ironic situation because over the same week a bunch of wall street execs from companies like jp morgan and goldman sachs actually went to china to meet with chinese officials as as they want to become part of china's new financial system that is estimated to be about 43 trillion dollars a year platform and so these companies were trying to these investors were going over to china to be a part of their stock exchange while in the u.s is, is starting to think about blocking chinese company from being part of u.s stock exchange so it was an ironic report coming out at the same time it was just kind of like these guys had just flown over to china to start having those discussions because that's a nine billion dollars estimated profit that they can make from the chinese stock exchange market and i've never met a businessman that wants to throw away any opportunity to make a bunch of money especially when it's an extra nine possibly but could be a lot more than nine billion dollars in the china in the china market so it was just a really interesting news about how the the trade market is starting to affect not just um manufacturing companies not just all this other stuff but it's starting to affect stocks but we've always seen it affect stocks but now even affecting the way stocks will be carried on different stock exchange markets so of course the u.s came out and denied i said the u.s the white house came out and denied the trade the report per peter navarro who is the trade advisor for the u.s he said these reports are fake news which is Everybody in the White House now's new way of saying that's a lie, which is sometimes it's really not. But they say that all all it is, it's it's a lie that these are people just trying to hide and throw shade on the White House and all this stuff. If there's smoke, there usually is fire when you look at the bottom of it. So I don't think these reports are just coming out of nowhere. There really might be a way that the U.S. is trying to block these Chinese companies from getting money from. And some of the money is like uh, pension funds money. For, for, that is invested to be able to get more interest and grow that. So the U.S. is trying to protect it from China's market and stuff like that. 
whether it's true whether it's not we don't really know because we never really know all the details but all i know is usually when there's smoke there's fire that report didn't come out of thin air and just kind of entered into somebody's mind to start creating it so anyway moving on from there speaking of trading and trade uh, and trade platforms there's a trade war or rather i should say there's a price war going on with trading platforms so charles schwab if you don't know what charles schwab is they're one of the largest trade brokerage firms in the entire in the entire u.s and i want to say the entire world but i don't know if that's true or not so i'm not going to say the entire world i'm just going to say in the u.s and they just announced recently that they are removing all trade commission online let me be specific online trading commissions will now be zero dollars and 10 after 10 hours after they announced that they're doing that TD Ameritrade also uh, also announced that they'll be doing the same thing and then a day after TD Ameritrade announced theirs E-Trade which I think everybody has seen the commercials by now E-Trade also announced that they're taking all commissions off of online trading specific online trading I don't know about in-person trading, but specifically online trading. And this is showing a, diff a trend that has been happening over the last few years due to Robinhood. I don't know if any of y'all use Robinhood. I use Robinhood. And Robinhood is a unicorn company that has changed the way that these online brokerages and these brokerage firms have to think about trading to be able to infiltrate into the way millennials are investing their money millennials are always going to ask the question of what am i actually paying for what am i getting out of this like what is the benefit that you are giving to me with me using your platform why do i have to pay this five dollar fee or whatever amount of fee to be a part of your platform and part of that reason is because robin hood came out and gave a platform where you didn't pay any commissions like zero dollar commissions when it first came out i believe in 2014 and it completely changed the way e-trade is done e-online trading is done and to give you a context why this is a big deal for companies like charles schwab and td ameritrade 34 percent of td ameritrade's profits come from commissions at least online commissions that's a big amount of money that they make from commissions alone and then schwab makes about 90 to 100 million dollars from commissions alone so it's a big part of their business that these companies are having to let go of because of robin hood coming into the fray and creating a platform where people are flocking to i, I think like I'm pretty sure most people that are around me use Robinhood. Like people are flocking to because they don't have to pay those commission prices and they can make trades online for free to, for a certain amount. You can make trades online for free. And so this is a this is a major deal for this company to be able to say, no, you know what? We're no longer going to be charging this fee. And you have to think about it. At one point, they were charging like $15 for one trade. And it tripled, it crippled all the way to last year where it was like $5 was the standard you saw for most, most of these uh, e-brokerage firms. And so it's interesting to just see like Robinhood completely disrupting the industry and changing ex everything about how the industry is done as far as it comes to e-online trading. I don't know why I said e and online, but online trading and how these brokerage firms have to think in a new way. And it's just like any other business. If you're not changing, if you're not meeting with the time, if you're not changing with the time, if you're not evolving, like we've been talking about with retail, where Amazon came into the market and Amazon just changed the way people order, order stuff online and just changed the way people shop, 
and all these uh, other retailers who couldn't compete with that, who couldn't meet up to those expectations started crashing and going bankrupt. If you're not changing to meet the demands of your new customers, if you're not changing to meet the demands of what people expect, like think about BlackBerry thinking people would need a keyboard all the time when the iPhone came out or how Windows laughed at iPhone when the iPhone came out. Like things like that. If you don't change with the time, you will get killed if you don't change with the time. And Robinhood is showing itself to be a platform, a unicorn platform, which is what they call uh, platforms that disrupt industries. Unicorn platform to completely change the way things are done. We've had other unicorn platforms, but they're not there. Even though they disrupted, but they haven't been able to change it completely. Platforms like Lyft and Uber have been able to do and be profitable while doing disrupted. You can be a disruptor, but if you're not profitable, you're not going to make that much of a change because you're going to run out of money at some point. So you have to be profitable and be able to be disrupting in the industry that you're trying to change. But that was just something interesting to note and something that you should be checking for. And it's, it's a good news. Whenever these companies start doing these price wars, it's good for the consumers because now you can make a trade and you ain't got to be charged for it. So it's, 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 it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful when price, when these things happen, when these price wars happen, when these companies compete, competition is a good thing for the general public. It makes products get better. It's like when Apple saw that Android phones are getting really good, they said, oh, we probably need to make our phones bigger. We probably need to add additional cameras. We probably need to do all these things because at one point Apple kind of got complacent and kind of got settled into what they were doing releasing the same thing over and over again because people were buying their products but then people started moving away from it and then they were forced to change so change is always good competition is always good disruptors are always necessary for the industry and we're seeing that more and more even with the recent iphone not to go on a different tangent but even with the recent iphone the iphone 11 where they dropped the price because they can't keep going the same way price is key for what people are buying with other devices being made available the cheaper the 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 other devices being made available it's just like you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result with them losing sales year over year and the good news is it seems to be working because for the first time they're gonna have an uptick in sale numbers from the reports that we're getting where the iphone is expected to sell over 80 million and they were only they were initially expecting to sell maybe maybe 70 million uh iphone 11 so it's 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 a positive uptick and all they did was they reduced the price a little bit going from 750 dollars to 700 dollars completely changes the mentality of people who are buying these products so that's a that's that's a completely different subject for another day but as the as the podcast is called it is called rambling mind so i do go off on tangents but moving on from there the World Trade Organization, if you don't know what the World Trade Organization, they are a body that basically govern, governs the way countries trade with one another and actually govern the way con- countries can place tariffs, even though countries can place whatever tariff they want. But it still like has to like either because we live in a, a world where everything is connected and you can't just do whatever you want because there is an effect that it has globally on everyone. But anyway. The World Trade Commission said something that everybody has been too scared to say, but they had the courage to subtweet it to the entire world. So they didn't really like, they didn't say it fully, but they kind of said it. It's like everything, every something that we've been talking about on here on this podcast, and it's something that everybody has known. But the WTO came out and actually kind of said it. They didn't really say it because... As we all know, perception is reality, especially in the world we live in, where money is based on perception. So if we perceive that things are doing good, then things will be good. But if we perceive that things aren't going that well, then things wouldn't go that well. So they came out 
And the way they said it was basically, they said, they just basically like, they kind of sent a report out, just kind of scaling back on their expectations for next year, (laughs) where they had expected the world trade forecast to grow from the rate that it is right now to grow at about a rate of 2.6% for the rest of 2019 and to grow at 3% next year. But they kind of changed that forecast to be 1.2% for the rest of this year and 2.7% the entirety of next year. Now, this is a Debbie Downer report. This is a very negative report. This is not something that as a company, you want to see the WTO announcing and saying that, Oh, yeah, the rate that trade is going to grow next year. Well, it's just going to be less. Less countries are going to be trading with one one another. Exports are going to be down, essentially. You know, there's not going to be that much communication and trading between countries, which is, uh, you know, it's kind of negative. But there's still growth, though. There's still growth, though. But that's not how uh, investors, that's not how they're going to be looking at it. Because when you when you forecast that you're going to make less money, that's not a good thing. If they were expecting, oh, we're going to make this much profit and this much growth. And then now all of a sudden you're saying, well, it's going to be a little bit less. It's not a good thing. Now, the reason is stuff that we've been talking about, the trade war. And the important factor is like the WTL doesn't just look at the big economies. They also look at some of the other economies. So there's more than one trade war going on in the world right now. The U.S. is going up against China, but also South Korea and Japan are having a trade war of their own as well. The U.S. just 30% tariffs on $7.5 billion worth of goods on Europe. Now, that's part of a whole other thing, but still, it's another issue that's happening Brexit and the uncertainty that's going on in Brexit, the uncertainty of all the issues that's going on in countries like Saudi Arabia and the Middle East and countries in the Middle East, how like tensions that have been subsiding for years are all of a sudden picking back up. There are just too many uncertainties in the entire world, in the global trade arena, where they don't know what exactly is going to happen. And as we all know, this whole thing that we have, whether it's with the stock exchange market, whether it's with any of these things, price, how prices get fixed, all this stuff is all prediction based. It's all we expect that at this point, we're going to have this much stuff. We expect that if we do this, it's going to cause this effect going on later on. But this is pointing again to the issues that is going on all over the world. It's just like unfortunate, but it's why they had to reduce the growth that they expect to see next year. And this is even more so the manufacturing managers index was also released. I believe I mentioned this the last time on the last podcast that this was something that everybody was checking for. And well, it was released and it was exactly what we thought. And well, manufacturers are dealing with the trade war and tariff situation and the worst news possible was released. The manufacturer index announced that for the first time in over 10 years, the rate at which manufacturing is being done has dropped to below 50%. That is a massive deal. That is a big deal. And the last time that the U.S. was at that rate, this this report is specific to the U.S. The last time that that rate was that low was when the U.S. was going through a recession and was trying to recover after the housing market crashed. Currently, it's at 47.9%. So that is not a good sign that's showing where the economy of the U.S. is right now. That is not a good sign. Because if manufacturing rate is decreasing, that means jobs are being lost. That means people are not in work. Like the whole GM situation that's going on. 
like there's it means a lot of factories are having to shut down or slow down production which means people are going home and they don't have money in their pocket and when people don't have money in their pockets they're not going to shop which means the economy is shrinking and then even another part of that is it means people and manufacturing can also slow down because exports and products aren't coming in as easily because tariffs if parts are more expensive manufacturers companies are going to throttle down the unnecessary things they're going to focus more on the products that they know they're going to sell which means people are being sent home no jobs no money in their pocket the economy is shrinking and eventually everybody has how will be able will be forced to face this thing in other words everybody's gonna have to buy things for more expensive prices hopefully nobody loses your job by the grace of god i really hope it doesn't get to that point but that is something that we're starting to see we're starting to see these issues become more and more affected by the trade war situations and all the uncertainties that we don't know what's gonna happen next and the worst thing is uncertainty like if everything was on an up and up where the economy is doing well the economy is growing it's expanding we're coming out of something and all this other stuff we wouldn't really bother about this but right now it's just everybody's on edge on what's gonna happen this this job report that i talked about that's coming out this week is so crucial like to see if whether we we did well or we did bad as far as job creation which the expectation is probably that the job creation is going to be low it's going to be low especially as we're heading into the biggest shopping period in america at the very least and even all across the world the boxing day black friday christmas period like this is the biggest shopping period in all of the world so if we're heading into that period and we're saying less jobs are being created when jobs usually in this time are made more because people need the help to push out more production if less jobs are being created now right now that's not a good thing that's not a good sign that's not a good sign for the economy but anyway <clears throat> moving on from negative news to some more positive stuff my tech head cell cannot get away from talking about some kind of tech stuff so microsoft came out and announced some new products like we talked about how this is techtober and there will be a lot of new tech a lot of new tech being announced and a lot of new products being allowed announced last week we talked about amazon put in uh alexa and everything like literally everything like literally a cable oh you say alexa it will connect the cable to your phone that's and i'm i'm kidding by the way but uh, they're gonna do it and putting Alexa in anything that they can possibly put Alexa in. And now Microsoft said, oh, we see what you're doing. And we still have Google's event that's still going on later on this year. But uh, Microsoft came out and for the first time, Microsoft did an event and the entire tech world in unison got up and was like, like literally the entire tech world was given Microsoft the Apple treatment we only ever do stuff like this for Apple because Apple is that company Apple is a company that has that aura about them that has that je ne sais quoi about them that they just they're able to stand out with whatever they do whether they announce a product that's not that great it doesn't matter Apple just has that and Microsoft was able to do that and what I mean by that is they announced some new surface products but the important thing is not the surface pros that they announced or the new surface what they call it the, the surface pro X which was pretty cool or the new surface laptops they announced those were all cool those were all cool products but it's the futuristic products that they announced that got everybody excited that got everybody once again focused on 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 Microsoft Microsoft for the longest time has been that company 
that everybody just kind of says, oh, you know, it's Microsoft and just they do that stuff. Like over time, they've been doing better and better. And by the way, just, just, you know, side note, if you're an investing person, invest in Microsoft, please invest in Microsoft because I don't know if anybody else noticed. I noticed this last year, late last year when I decided, you know what, Microsoft's doing pretty good. And I was like, let me put some money behind Microsoft and just see how that goes. Because Microsoft all of a sudden was just trickling up and up when Apple lost its trillion dollar company status. Microsoft was just creeping on up. And Microsoft, after Apple lost their status, Microsoft was actually the second company to get to trillion dollars and is still at a trillion dollar valuation. So just as a side note, you might want to invest in Microsoft, especially, especially after they announced this new products, this new lineup of products. The announcement was so positive, their stock, of course, they went up. And so I'm just saying, if you got a little extra money, I think you can invest in Microsoft. You're going to see some, some nice little returns on that bad boy. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But anyway. In their events, like I said, the two the two main things that they announced, I got everybody in the tech world like their minds blown. Even though these products won't come out to next year, it was the Surface Duo and the soft the Surface Neo. And these products just it's uh basically the Surface Duo is a phone. It's a foldable phone. Like we've talked about, I don't know if we talked about the Galaxy Fold, but how that crashed and burned. But I, but they released it again and it's doing well. And I really hope that product does well because if you're a tech head like me, you want to see advancements for different products as they come out. But anyway, Microsoft came out and announced their product, and it just looked good. For the first time, they announced a product, and it just straight up looked good. And then the main important thing is you can make a product that looks good. And you don't really show anything of how it works, but then they showed how it works, like how it can actually make your life better, which is something that Apple has always done. Apple releases a product and Apple is always like, this is how it improves your life today. And Microsoft did exactly that. They brought the products out and they displayed it. They showed how in different areas and how this product improves your productivity. It doesn't help. It makes you do more with what you have in your hand with the Neo and the Duo. And they had this fancy keyboard for the Neo where you can just flip it underneath and it can become just an all screen product, but then you can flip it back over to the top and you can have two screens and the keyboard on the bottom. And it just looked, it looked sleek. Go look up the Surface Neo and the Surface Duo. It just looked sleek and it looked like the world that we've been waiting for. It looked like something that all tech heads have been waiting for. Now we still have to wait till next year, of course, but it just made us excited about what is to come. Once again, it brought that tech thing where in the past we've just kind of been like oh it's another fancy cell phone oh yeah we've seen that before but this product came out and it just made everybody in the tech world just be like we love that thing like everybody got excited about this product so it was a good good showing by microsoft to show that they are trying to improve they are trying to do better they are trying to go to that next level they aren't just that old company from back in the day that messed up when they went from windows xp to windows 7 and went from windows 7 to windows 8 or any of that stuff they aren't just that old company but they are trying to improve they are trying to do something different and you can credit part of this to satella nadella i don't think that's how you say his name but the ceo of microsoft and how he has completely changed the way the company op operates from in the past of when they were under Steve Ballmer and Steve Ballmer said a lot of stuff where he just kind of ended up pushing Microsoft to be back in the stone ages with not looking at going into Windows phone properly and saying that the iPhone is pointless stuff like that where he just ended up falling back and 
having those problems when Microsoft was trying to push and Microsoft fell back in years and Satella has come out I don't, I'm not saying that dude's name properly but he's come out and changed the way Microsoft works so much so that Microsoft is working with Android for the phone which is a, a brilliant decision Microsoft doesn't have a phone platform so why try to force a phone platform nobody's going to use your platform but it's working with Google Microsoft is working with different companies not just trying to acquire companies but actually working with companies and working with open license stuff where in the past Microsoft tried to license everything but now they're giving you up now they're giving you updates for free and stuff like that this is stuff that we've never seen before and we're seeing Microsoft grow now part of that is of course due to their cloud service which is blowing it up it's not really it's the only challenger for Amazon uh, cloud services Azure Microsoft Azure services is like something out of this world so it's just interesting seeing Microsoft that used to be the old head that just refused to change its way it used to be the old dog that just you couldn't teach new treat uh, tricks have this new CEO with a different vision and completely changing the way this company is seen and changing the way that we interact with them I mean a lot of the products we use you don't even know it but you're using Microsoft with it uh, it's like Skype and some other products that even I didn't know for the longest time was owned by Microsoft but they don't they haven't been the company that now that puts their stamp of like we own you and puts a stamp on the product like LinkedIn I don't think a lot of people know this but LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft not a, lot of, not a whole lot of people know that because Microsoft doesn't like forcibly put their stamp on those products anymore where in the past they used to but anyway it was just as you know I'm, I'm very passionate about tech tech is like one of the things that I love and so just seeing this news and seeing Microsoft which is a platform that I use a lot is my preferred platform and just seeing them grow and seeing them change and not staying stagnant and not staying in the in the old age um, it's just it's just great to see now there was one negative thing from the event um, and that was the fact that they didn't announce a new surface book Man, I'm over here surfing, suffering with my old HP. I need a new laptop, man. Well, first of all, I can't afford it yet. But nevertheless, besides the point, but I need a new laptop. I want a new laptop, and I was hoping they would announce a new Surface Book. I need a, I want that Surface Book. The the Surface Book 2 is cool, but I want a USB-C port on that thing. But they didn't announce it, so I'm not buying it. I'm just going to wait until they announce the Surface Book 3. HP, just stay with me a little bit longer. You've been here for five years. I just need you for seven. Just come on. Stay with me a little bit longer. But anyway, uh, moving on from there, we're going to finish out with some interesting facts that I found just reading. But some interesting facts that I found. Did you know that Americans only pay about 86% of the federal taxes they owe? And that's about $381 billion in taxes that are not paid every year about 381 billion dollars in taxes not paid every year where people either don't submit the right things for tax or so it's just different issues cause that problem and it's just interesting to note that i pay all my taxes because if i don't uncle you know uncle sam just comes and knocks at my door you already knocked once they came and said kelechi waba you owe ten thousand dollars i said hey no, I do not. Hey, God have mercy. I don't need Uncle Sam coming to come and collect for me anymore ever again. So I pay him extra. I pay him plenty extra so he can at least give me some. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to be owing government anything. But anyway, moving on from there. And I shouldn't really be doing that. I should be taking that money and investing it somewhere else. 
it is good to sit down with a financial planner and actually see how much you actually owe in taxes, like how much you can actually collect as deductibles and make sure that you're actually paying so that when it comes around time for tax returns, you actually owe rather than you um, rather than you get in returns. When tax return season comes around, really, you should be getting zero dollars because you should be investing that money on your own in some kind of a uh, some account in some way or sh- shape or form or even just using it on a daily basis to just help your life be a little bit easier. But I got scared after I got that letter the first time and I stopped playing games. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm not, I'm not even playing with Uncle Sam anymore. You just go ahead and take your 50%. I'm not playing with you. Just take your money. I'll get the return. I'll be happy about the return. And I'll throw that return in an IRA as soon as I get it. I'm just like, I just don't want to mess with you, Uncle Sam. But anyway, and then this one is an interesting news as a tech head. Again, drone delivery might just be coming to you pretty soon. So the FAA just approved for UPS to increase its drone radius. Mainly, it the like currently UPS has been using drones to deliver like heart transplants and stuff like that from a small hospital. Right now, it's mainly basically was only used in North Carolina area, and so they're increasing that radius of where they can deliver that to. And don't expect this to be in your house yet where amazon is going to be delivering packages to your door that's not going to happen just yet but it is good signs of what's to come and the faa giving them this approval to increase their radius of delivery and this basically helps mainly in suburban and rural areas where they're usually far away from um hospitals and stuff like that to be able to get people from point a to point b but really get materials from point a to point b to make sure you're they're saving lives so that's a good news to see that drones are improving and are getting better and are doing greater things in this world that we live in but anyway people that's all i got for y'all today i told y'all i got a lot of stuff it's been a week it's been a league. I haven't been able to talk like this in a minute. So I have to come on here and just keep blabbering and blabbering and blabbering awake and rambling on and on and on because I had a lot on my mind. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, I got to jump on here and do this thing right. Do this thing for real, for real. <laughs> but I hope y'all have enjoyed it. I hope y'all liked what you heard today. I hope y'all learned something about what's going on in the world today and how it is truly affecting you in a variety of ways. But hope y'all come back next week. It's been your boy Kelechi with the Rambling Mind Podcast. Thank y'all for, for listening and please share it. Leave a review on Anchor or leave a review. And by the way, that's anchor.fm and just search Rambling Mind. Or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or leave a review on Google Podcasts and give me them five stars, five, five, five stars review. But anyway, God bless y'all. Thank y'all for listening and peace until next time.